You are listening to Sales As I Know It. I'm your host, Kiefer Bartell. Thank you so much for listening today. This is a show connecting amazing people, sharing their story of what it was like to be new in a career in sales, and advice on how to succeed in your career. Let's get started. Uh, so how long have you, you been selling? Uh, so I'll be here almost, well, I'll be here 20 years in a few months. So almost, wow. uh, almost 20, 20 years, same place. Wow, long time. Very long time. What uh, what's changed in the business since you started to now? I mean, so like, I mean, obviously the, the car business in general, I know it's changed, but uh, like, what stands out to you in that course of time? Oh, for me now, it's I mean, the way that I handle and interact with you know my my client base, it's it's totally different from you know when I started or when I was building and when I was growing my business. They're all different phases, right? So now it's. I mean, somebody comes in, you know, we're, we end up talking about our family, our friends, our uh, sports teams, uh, you know, life in general for 90% of the time. And then and 10% of the time is spent on, you know, the actual car stuff anymore. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm through the cycle of now 20 years. I mean, this is either, you know, the sixth or seventh car that a lot of families have gotten for me or my buddy was just here with his uh his kids that, you know, I, I used to play poker with back in the day and he'd come up and, you know, hang out at the dealership, you know, in the peach shop across the street and, he'd, you know, bring his new cool car that he would have over and, uh, he'd have his kids in the back, you know, his three and four year old kids in the back. And now, you know, these, the, the kids are, they're six, five. And, uh, I just trying to get them into a Jeep grand Cherokee pre-owned out here. And I have, and it's like, oh, right. oh yeah, he doesn't fit. I'm like, man, I remember when you were sitting in the back seat of a two door Mercedes back there in your baby seat, your dad, I just strapped in. I had to show him how to put the baby seat in, you know? So, <laughs> so, um, it, it's, it's, it's evolved. You know what I mean? I, I don't really necessarily want to say that it's changed because really we're, we're in the people business, right? right? There is no, there is no car business, no, this business, that business. I mean, you know, my employer is not the name on the building. My employer is the client that's coming in every single day. Right. So if I'm not working hard for them and I'm not doing right by them, you know, if it was in the beginning of my career or now, then, you know, I would never have been able to build my business you know, to the point that it's at right now. So, you know, things just evolve and you, you, you build your relationships now, right? So it's not just, um, you know, people are, are, are really focusing on, uh, we got to build a relationship, you know, with this customer right away. And, you know, you don't, it, it, it will actually evolve, you know, into, uh, into a relationship. You don't have to force it. You know what I mean? You don't have to go meet somebody out and tell them your whole life story right away, right? You just got to interact with them, get on common grounds, you know, work with them, find out their wants, their needs, you know, and then try, just try to help them put yourself in their position and try to do whatever it is that you would want to be done in the same situation. And, you know, that's really what's been the secret to my success, being 100% transparent with everybody and just, uh, you know, making sure that you, you're, you're listening, not just to respond, right? We're listening to understand what they're actually trying to tell us. And, you know, try to try to work some things out. So, you know, that's really what's evolved for me in the business. You know what I mean? Like I said, it doesn't matter to me if I'm selling pens, cars, bottles of water. Um, it, it's really all the same. It's just, you know, bigger, a little bit bigger problems sometimes when it comes to automobiles that you're solving or having a little bit more fun, you know, with automobiles, you know, than selling a pen or a bottle of water or something like that. For sure, for sure. So, you know, obviously the show's about uh, being new, and, uh, you know, being new is an interesting thing on its own. So uh, what was your first day like? If you remember, obviously it's been 20 years, but uh, I'm sure that still kind of stuck stuck with you a little bit. 
No, I do remember my first day. I mean, it was, um, you know, it was a lot of moving parts. Um, I actually started on a Saturday. They told me to come in and start on a Monday. I was real gun ho I'm like, nope, I'll start tomorrow. They're like, all right, great. Come on in Saturday. And it was just like a whirlwind. I was, you know, I was just trying to take everything in and just trying to learn as much as possible. And, you know, when I started, there wasn't like, you know, some like big training program or what it was, you know, here's a, you know, here's a CD, go log in the Honda's website, you know what I mean? Uh, start taking your tests. So, you know, to me, I, I, I just wanted to learn, you know, the selling part of everything as far as, you know, what do I do? Like, uh, you know, how do I know all the cars and, you know, they hand you all the brochures and go home and learn all these brochures and everything. And I mean, I did, but you know, I mean, people come in now and they know more about the cars than I do because it's not about the cars. You know, so if all the information's out there, you know, why do I have to cloud my brain? with everything. Am I a sales professional? Absolutely. Do I know a lot about, um, you know, what's going on with the cars and the technologies and all that stuff? Absolutely. Do I know all the technical jargon that's going to go into, you know, what the gear ratios are and everything on some of these cars? <laughs> no, you know what I mean? But you know what? That's what this great thing called the intranet is, right? You can just go to it, Google it, or, you know, uh, 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 check it out on YouTube and they're going to give us all the information. So I try not to cloud my brain with, you know, over uh, information that I can easily obtain right from my iPhone in the palm of my hand. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. I, I noticed even in the last five years in sales how much more, you know, the customer has spent time researching every ounce of a car. Oh, my God. That you, yeah. e even if I try to learn everything, they're still going to know more than me because I have to learn how many different models, how many different – they learn right. one. It's like or I, maybe was looking at, I was looking at a TV the other day. I was buying a new TV. Football season's coming up. And all I wanted was this OLED TV. They, they like these TVs a new way now. It's not like backlit. There's like super mm -hmm. blacks. I mean, they, they sell you like crazy if you go online. It's just, you know, it's it's the greatest thing in the world. And I already sold myself the exact TV that I wanted. I went into the store and I had a salesman and all he wanted to do was try to talk me out of what I already wanted. All he had to do was ask me, have I, have I made a decision on the TV that I wanted to buy today, sir? And I would have said, absolutely. I want that one that's way overpriced and I want to spend way more money than I absolutely need to because I'm going to watch this TV about three hours a week. Um, but he continued to try to sell me something I didn't want. And you know what? Instead of me just saying, yes, I, I, that's great. I want this TV. I just got tired and I, I didn't really didn't want to. I just left. Right. I left. And three hours later, I came back and I got another sales guy. He came up and asked me. I said, this is the TV I want. It was awesome. Show me the TV I want it bought it i was in and out in like 25 minutes it was the greatest experience ever the second time around but you know the first time around all i had to do was just ask me was there any, did i make a decision on the tv that i wanted to buy today yes i've been researching it like crazy i know every spec and aspect ratio and you know how the, <laughs> the, the tv goes all the way to the side of the tv and everything that i thought that i wanted i would have just got and walked out but you know he continued to try to educate me with his process rather than just ask me if I already made a decision. So, well, and, th and think um, about it at that point, you'd, you would have been the easiest probably sale, you know, you'd already, I'm the, already I, sold I'm yourself. Down. I don't negotiate <laughs> on anything. If I see it and I want it and you know, somebody's nice to me and gives me the information and builds any type of value at all. I, I just say yes. You know what I mean? So, um, and you know, so you say, well, it's because you sell so many cars and you have money. It's not, it's because I understand that, you know, me, me trying to, you know, break somebody's stones over a couple of dollars isn't really going to help anything in the long run, right? Somebody shows you value, it's what you want. Um, you know, just, just 
just pay what you pay with the what the price is that they're asking and, and move on you know and it actually helps me in my sales career because you know i assume that i'm building value with everybody and you know when i'm asking for a price i'm very confident in it because you know i've already built the value or you've already told me that that's the car that you wanted to buy so you know we already have all the pricing worked out for it, it makes it easy you know it's funny i i've always felt that if i can't pay a salesperson a commission or however they're paid how can i ask anybody to pay me anything exactly, exactly. you know it, it's, it's like it's, it's like built-in beliefs, right? So, like, how can mm-hmm. I go out there and say, uh, yeah. I don't want to pay, I don't want to pay you anything, but you, you better pay me something. <laughs> it just right. doesn't make sense. Right. Well, well, what's funny is, you know, sometimes you go somewhere and they'll, they'll just drop the price without <laughs> you even asking. And I'm like, right. well, I can save you a thousand dollars. Okay, great. I mean, all right, if you're, if you're gonna, you know, volunteer that, but at the same point, I would have just paid, you know, what it said it was on the internet. So, you know, we should learn that as salespeople, you don't always have to um, just discount everything to sell it that's not everybody's buying patterns right so my buying pattern is if i know i want something and it's somewhat relevant at the price point that i think that it should be marked up at nothing exorbitant and you're nice to me and you walk me through you know uh what i need to do and get out of there quickly then you know i'm just going to say yes and just buy it i go in raymore and flatting in to buy my furniture and every time i look for the same guy because he doesn't give me any of the the, the back and forth or the BS, he just helps me out. I tell him what I want. He shows me a couple of pieces that I may want or need or that he thinks, you know, will work for me. And I just pick it out. And, you know, I'm in and out of here. It's the greatest. They deliver my house. So I don't have to be there. Boom. It's, it's, it's customer service. It's, you know, the, the, the white glove service without having to pay a white glove price. And it's the same thing that I'm providing here, right? You're getting the experience of, you know, a higher end uh, price point car, Mercedes and BMW, uh, and, and you're only paying for a Honda or a pre-owned car. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a $5,000 pre-owned car or a $25,000 pre-owned car. You know, we're literally and figuratively rolling out and on the red carpet and taking your picture out of here. Yeah, no, I've, I've actually, you know, I've been watching uh, your success, uh, obviously via via social media for probably the last, really the last year very, very closely. And like uh, the way you do business is different. And there, there's no, no doubt in my mind. And you found a perfect niche and you found a way to, to market yourself, right? And right. that's something that I, I've seen super impressive. So when I thought of doing the show, there's like a handful of people. I'm like, I got to get these guys mm-hmm. on the show. And and you're yeah, certainly man. one of them right away. It's, re- it's really flattering, man. You know, and, and what I'm doing is not impossible, right? It's teachable and it's duplicatable. Um, and and, and that, that's because nobody, like I didn't just start posting pictures on Facebook and all of a sudden I became this, you know, supercar you know salesman uh, you know out of nowhere right it was it was work but you know it was work all to get the business my book of business built up for myself not worrying about you know the business that the dealership was bringing in for everybody because if you're if you're you know worrying about that business then all you're going to be able to do is scale as much as everybody else does scale as much as the dealership <laughs> does right it's just right it's just common knowledge right if they're going to scale you know the dealership's going to scale three to five percent every year off of their own leads and, and their advertising and what they're spending, then how are you going to scale any higher if you're just waiting on the dealership to, you know, to, to scale? It's just going to, you're going to scale exactly with the dealership. So to me, I always wanted to scale my business 10% a year was always my goal. And I, I did that, I think, every year. Some years it was 18 to 20% uh, that I actually scaled my business. So, you know, I outperformed the market every single year, basically. So, so what is what brought you to? Um, so, obviously, you've been selling for twenty years, but what what do you think? You know, if you could you could see yourself as a new salesperson now with the skill set that you have, what would you say to yourself then? Because I, I think like a lot of new people go through a period where they get super excited about selling, 
and then they actually go to selling and they hit resistance because they haven't had like enough tools in their tool belt, if you will. And then they instantly become deflated. So I always like to hear people's journey because I know like if I had to talk to myself from 10 years ago and, and say, hey, you know, don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Just keep doing this. What would you tell yourself, you know, now? Yeah, stop selling. Um, stop, <laughs> stop, stop worrying about selling. You're worrying about the wrong thing. You're doing it backwards. So um, if you're trying to sell somebody something and listen i'm a salesman i am very proud of it so i don't i'm not one of these people that's a uh, a customer service rep or you know some other <laughs> yeah. made-up term um i am a salesman i sell a product i you know there, there's a sale that happens every single time so you know don't take what i'm saying as oh he doesn't want to be a salesman absolutely not I, somebody asked me what i do i'm a salesman i work at piazza honda you know i've been here for black 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 you know, 20 years blah 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 walk through the whole thing so you know i'm very proud of what i do I'm happy to be a career salesperson. I've been very successful at it. The same point, stop trying to sell. People do not want to be forced through a process anymore. And that's what the car business sales process is, right? You know, right. the meet and greet, the, you know, uh, get the customer's information, you know, force them to do the test drive, uh, you know, get the a commitment before we get any numbers to the customer. Um, it is the absolute 100% wrong way to do business in this marketplace, the way that uh, the way that business is changing. You're trying to still market yourself as cable TV when Netflix is blowing you out of the water every <laughs> single day. I don't want to sit around for seven, eight, nine weeks to watch my show. I want to lay in bed on my iPad. And when I feel like I want to watch an episode, go through and watch it or just lay around on a snowy weekend, you know, if I wanted to blow a whole weekend and watch, you know, episodes of Breaking Bad or whatever it is right there. Right. Um, I, I don't hail a cab down anymore in the middle of philadelphia street you know trying to almost get run over no I, I jump on my phone there's an app i pick the type of service that i want do i want a black car do i want a regular uh right. uber x or you know i want to spend some money and get a big suv you know what i mean and get a ride home so you know if if these companies these businesses that still try to force you through their um old process the people the the, the way that people don't want to do things anymore then, you know, my long and short answer of the question, are salesmen going to go away? Yes and no. Like, yes, they are going to go away if you don't make yourself a relevant part of the business right now. Right. So to me, I am an absolute relevant part to any of my customers, clients that come in. I give them all the information up front, make sure they're in and out of here in under an hour, um, answer all their questions. They have my cell phone number. They have access to me on Facebook. I humanize myself on Facebook by showing them what I'm doing, my family, my, 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 my life, not just all business stuff. Um, you know, so stop trying to sell, um, stop these, these old, old school BS processes that, uh, some of these dealerships and sales trainers are still teaching you. Does there have to be a process when you're starting out? Absolutely. Kind of builds, you know, a little bit of, a. You know, it builds a little bit of this is what you do and, you know, this is what you what you can be saying and how you do it. Um, but actually teaching, um, you know, word tracks and uh, uh, stuff like that. The customer says this. So you say that. And, you know, it, it's really it's not the way business is done. Um, That's, is that, is so, that how it kind of was when you first started, though? I mean, it was still probably. Yeah, absolutely. That like, here's, you know, here's 10 grand cars, like Grant, Grant Cardone CDs. Go listen to these and, you know, become Grant Cardone, you know, and it's like, you know, OK, well you know, sit there with the Ben Franklin clothes and like all these other things. And all, all you did was sit there and waste a lot of time with somebody. And most of the time they didn't end up buying the car uh, because, you know, a lot of those closing skills, people already knew they were being closed. Right. So to me, there's a couple of questions that I ask everybody to make sure that I'm getting the information out of them 
that I need to make sure that we can make an educated decision together. If A, this is the place they want to do business. If B, I did a good job for them and they want to let me earn their business and then make sure that they're on the right car, truck, SUV, you know, so that I am doing them justice when I'm giving them, you know, all my opinion on the way that they should buy the car and show them how they can actually afford, you know, the car that they want rather than forcing them into a car that, you know, they may not need, may not want, not the car, you know, of their dreams, but just because, you know, some bank says, Hey, we got an approval here. The first one, this is the car is not the way things should be done. So, um, I've taken the whole other side of the coin and, you know, what they say is that the proof is in the pudding. Um, I, yeah. I believe that, uh, uh, what I've done, the way I've done it, um, time and time again, every single week, every single month, every single decade is why I'm successful, um, as I am, you know, so it's not because I sat around and, you know, read a Grant Cardone book or read, you know, any of these sales trainers that are, um, that have done it 20 years ago. I'm not saying they don't have any, uh, regular information that can help people. It's just not relevant to me and not the way that if I was a new salesperson right now, I would want to learn, um, you know, the business. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think like the hard part with it, it too, for a lot of new people is they don't really have it clearly defined. Uh, you know, they're still trying to latch on to some things a veteran might've told them from a long time ago. They're still trying to latch on to, you know, maybe what they see on the internet, but at the same time, you know, I think you make a really good point. I think, I think what customers want now is a human factor. You know, they want to deal with a real person and they want to deal with somebody that isn't going to push them into some sales process they don't feel comfortable with. They want to deal well, with something at, that's that's at, real. At, at first, they don't want the human factor, right? That's that's the thing. They don't want to deal with anybody. They want to be able to go on just like Amazon, buy a product and have it shipped to them or go pick it up, right? So we have to make sure that we interject the, the, human, the, the human side of it and, you know, make sure that they know that we're on their side you know, because we are, because I am, and that's how the human factor gets into it. Not forcing it. Hey, you got to come in to, you know, right. talk to me. This is how I can help you. Um, this is this this is why you need you need me to you know go to bat for you. And this is you know the reasons um, that we're th these are the things that we can help you with, and just lay them all out uh, for everybody. So um, we have to make sure that we're making sure that uh, we're, we're relevant, you know, and keeping the human factor into it. What, what do you think changes in not, not only car sales, but like uh, the automobile industry, but what do you think changes in sales over the next five, 10 years? I mean, you, you seem to be on the cutting edge of most of it. So I think it's a good question to ask. Um, I mean, the, everything's changing. So the, the, the efficiency of all the processes, um, you, you need to be able to fire you know, through a lot of these processes for people. For me, if you can get me, you know, uh, look, there, there's there's roads that they build now next to the highway that you could pay extra there, so you don't have to wait uh, to be able to drive, right? Freak out, like you know, I'm doing my, my training thing, and you're like, well, how do you get so many people to say yes to this? You just make it fun. Look at his page me to the office. I walked over. Um, great. Awesome. Now we got to get a picture. They're staring at my banner the whole time. Um, and the worst part about this is now you got to be my Facebook friend. The whole room of people just laugh and I already have Facebook up. Boom. Add him as a friend. Now he's going to have me forever. He's going to see that I'm a human. He's going to see me at the Eagles game. He's going to see me my family, my friends, what I'm doing every single day, you know, in the community, not just what selling cars, not just going to see me posting pictures, um, about, you know, me selling cars all day. Yeah. I think even myself, when I, when I remove the, uh, it was always about a car post. It actually made uh, customers like my post more often. They interacted more often, and they were more inclined to actually want to talk about it versus just making it about car sales. Yeah, I mean that's 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 it. look. I mean, can you just sell somebody a car? Absolutely. So that's addition, right? That's one thing. That's one. You cannot win. You cannot dominate 
um, any business if you're trying to win with addition. So to me, every single time I have to win with multiplication, you're going to get a lot further and a lot faster to accumulate numbers quicker with multiplication than you are addition if you're adding up with the same number. So to me, this sale can't be one sale, right? So it was referred into me by somebody else. That person gets a referral fee, boom. Um, this person came in, they bought a car for me. That's number one. I've already been doing a lot of legwork with dad. Dad owns a shop down the street to fix his cars. He's heard of me. He knows my reputation. That's why he came in. He's, he's really happy that he got to meet me. Now he's going to know my face when he's actually referring clients and everything into me. Right? So now that's multiplication. I'm going to post it on Facebook. Facebook's going to see it. The, all the, the kid, Ricky, all his friends, all his family, everybody's going to see it. And then also I'm friends with Ricky now. So every time that anybody asks, I know for Ricky's friend on a post about a car, well, who's Ricky going to remember? He's going to remember, A, the guy that he sold, that sold in the car. He wouldn't if I didn't just Facebook him because people forget your salesman usually in about 10 minutes after they drive out of here. How do I know that? Because people come into the showroom and they bought a car on Monday and they come in and they have a question or something. They ask, who is your salesman? And they have to try to describe them somewhat to me. You know what I mean? So that's how yeah. I know that people forget their salesman uh, all the time. So multiplication I'm taking the Facebook picture. Everybody's seeing I'm on Facebook. And then they're going to be able to refer me people, right? And then they're my customer for life, basically. Because who do you want to buy things from? You want to buy things from somebody you feel comfortable with, somebody you see, somebody you know where they're at all the time. So that's where the gold's at, all right? No, that's, I, that's I, I where, agree. That's where you're winning. So you can't win by addition. I mean, you can, but you're going to win at average. And to me, average is not winning. Average is like one of the worst feelings or sayings or anything <laughs> in the world. It's like comfortable, average, uh, you know, things that I never want to hear um, in my life at all. Uh, that's 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 great that you say that. One thing I was going to ask about: How do you have time for everything? I mean, you, you're doing so, you're doing our podcast, so I would just think it's interesting for as busy as you are. How do, how do you make it all work? I have plenty of time in the day. That's the funny thing. Like I could do way more stuff. I'm adding as much stuff to my plate as I possibly can um, right now. So, you know, I get up pretty early most days, 5.30, 6 o'clock maybe. I mean, there's days that I'll sleep in, you know what I mean, 7.30, 8 o'clock, something like that. So I'm not, you know, one of these people that gets up like, you know, like my boy Glenn Lundy, you know, 4 a.m. every <laughs> single day, you know what I mean? So, you know, there's some days that I'll work really late or I'll, you know, work out, you know, at, uh, at one in the morning or something like that. So, you know, the, the, the next day I'm going to try to stay in bed a little bit longer, but most days I'll get up at five 30. I'll either go to the gym, I'll do a workout, come back. I'll start doing my daily plan. Um, you know, writing everything out as far as, you know, people I have to get back to go through every form of communication, email, text message, instant message, uh, uh, voicemail, emails, whatever it is. I write them all down old school. All right. I just go through them. So I start my day off with a work plan, you know, so here's my work plan. Boom. Get back to these 37 people ASAP. I just start crossing them off. And then you just start your day and you start your day off actually with momentum. Okay. I don't walk into a dealership and then, you know, everybody's sitting around wearing breakfast and, you know, they want to talk about the Eagles and then, you know, <laughs> oh, my dog's sick and, uh, you know, well, you know, my, my uncle Tom, you know, this problem and that problem and that's all great. I, I feel really bad. You know, I'll keep all that, you know, I'll keep you my prayers, but I'm going to keep you my prayers anyway. I don't need to know all that stuff every single day from every one of my coworkers, um, what's going on in their life, because all that's going to do is like watching the news. It's going to crush your day all day. You're going to, it's going to be 1230. You're still going to be talking about the Eagles. You're still going to be talking about what you did over the so weekend. True. So to yeah, me, so I, I need to keep everything, I need to keep everything moving um, and get my work 
actually done. And if you take a lot of the BS out of your um, out of your day, so probably I'd say since February or March, I actually haven't watched TV. Um, once I figured out how much TV I was actually watching between Netflix, like we talked about, and right. TV, I was probably watching anywhere from 21 to 28 hours a week of television, right? And it was just me turning on the television and basically flicking through the television to try to find something to entertain myself is really what it was. So when I say I haven't watched television, it's not that I haven't watched it, but I have to have a specific show or a specific game or something that I absolutely want to watch for me to turn on my new high def LED, OLED, super black uh, (laughs) TV that I sold myself, right? Right, right. Um, for me to be able to say, hey, I'm going to spend an hour or three hours where before it would be a Sunday and I turn on the red zone and I'd sit there from, you know, uh, I'd say, I don't know, 10 o'clock in the morning, get my fantasy football team prepped up, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, and then just start watching. And before you know it, you know, it's the eight o'clock game and you're watching TV for 14 hours. You did nothing. OK, I, so I, 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 know I, got all the, I got all the excuses out of my life. Right. Of. Because every time anybody would ask me to do something, I didn't want to do it. I would just say, listen, I, I would love to. I just don't have enough time. And really, I did. If I really wanted to do it, I would have just made the time because there actually is plenty of time in the day. If you go through and write through all the times that you're just sitting around at a desk doing nothing, if you're playing a game on your phone, OK, if you're just, uh, you know, aimlessly scrolling through Facebook, you know, and it's the same people just posting the same memes and the same stuff all day. You're not really getting anything. So am I all work all day? Am I all serious? Absolutely not. I have a lot of fun, um, but I work harder and smarter than probably everybody that I know. Um, sure. And it's just it's just by not wasting time. So you just got to stop lying to yourself. You know, what do you do to waste time? So instead of listening to you know sports talk radio on the way in, I'll listen to one of my audible books. I think I think I'm losing you just a little bit, buddy. I don't know if it's cutting out uh, you know, due to the, the half feed. hour in the work and a half hour out of work. That's an hour of uh, education. Hold on, hold on, Keith. Should be good now. Sorry. Okay. No, it's all good. All right. All right. Um. So, how do I get everything done? I write it down, the stuff that I need to get done, and I just go cross it off a list. And like I said, I stop making excuses and, you know, coming up with reasons why I couldn't get stuff done. And I just figure out ways to actually get things done. And, you know, it's it's actually changed my life. I mean, I have so much more um, time in my day than probably I feel like I can double. I've doubled my production in the last couple of years of things that I'm doing right now. You know, that's that's super true. You know, one of the things that I thought was interesting, like launching this podcast was uh, a few people that I invited to be on the show that I know are really busy. You being one of yourselves, like you were one of the first people to get back to me about it and you were making time for it. And then I had a couple of people that were, you know, more local people that um, I assumed would be like, you know, find a way to do it. And they kind of gave me, well, I'm really busy. And I'm like, look, if these guys, if Frank can make time to be on the show, I'm pretty sure you can and uh, it, it really taught me a lot about that and a lot about people making excuses saying, I don't have enough time in my day. You know, I know I added, uh, you know I, they, I made myself they, they just get up. They might think that they actually don't, right? They might think that they actually don't. They might not just be blowing you off. They might just think that they actually don't have enough time in the day. That's what I'm saying. Like, I actually thought 
that, right? I believed it, but then when I actually sat down and figure out where I was wasting all my time, right? It's like if you make a ton of money, but you don't actually realize and write down and figure out where all your money's going, like at the end of the month and you don't have any extra money, well, you're broke, you should yeah. sit down and figure out where all your money's going so you can make the changes to be able to save or invest or, you know, accumulate, you know, more, more wealth rather than just blowing it on, you know, what you'll go through and figure out is frivolous stuff that doesn't mean anything. Right. right. So it's the same thing. You're just doing away your time, which is actually more valuable than anything. So yeah, that's, that, sure. that's, that's, that's how I get through so much. I mean, you know, so work, everybody sees I work sometimes four or five days a week, but you know, I'm working when I'm outside the office, I'm on the phone, I'm answering text message, instant messages. I'm, you know, doing whatever. Cause you know what? You're on the phone anyway. So right. this whole thing of, I don't want to work when I'm out of the office is just blows my mind. You're on your phone anyway. It takes 30 seconds maybe to answer a question or get back to somebody or at least say, Hey, can I call you tomorrow? You know, when I'm in the office, if you really don't want to you know, spend any time outside the office, but you know, the office stuff and then you know, I'm founders of a, of a one of the you know, charity that we uh, they have, the Delco Group here. Um, that's taken up a lot of our time. We have uh, 11 guys that founded this charity. And, you know, at first I'm like, yes, I'm 100% in. You know, it was me, John, my buddy Mike, and then we have, you know, nine other guys that are, uh, that are doing this charity right now. And it's great. But it's blowing up like crazy, like right, crazy I've seen right it. now, and and uh, which is awesome. Exactly, exactly what we wanted to happen, right? It's 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 actually blowing up more than we thought, but it's taken up a ton of time. So I have to adjust my time in other areas to be able to make sure that I'm giving my passion, what my purpose right now is to give back to our community and to rally the community around our, you know, around our vision. So I had to move a lot of my time around, you know, my work schedule. Um, some of my family stuff, you know, that I'm doing with my kids, um, some of my stuff that I'm doing with my, my training. So I do a training on Wednesday nights, you know, for, uh, you know, two hours. I, I made it late enough for everybody that they could, you know, they could all, uh, they could all make it, um, at the training. And, uh, and then I do a lot of stuff online with people, um, during the week. So, you know, there, there's plenty of time in the day to get through this you might have seen i just completed 75 hard which is an intense i did i did see that man i i've been seeing more and more of that that's crazy how'd it go it's great it was it was <laughs> awesome man it, it happened at a time in my life when i really needed it i stopped lying to myself about my fitness i stopped lying to myself about my health i went through some health issues uh, a little bit about a cancer about five or six years ago and, you know, I asked the doctor, um, you know, where does this come from? What is it? And, you know, they, they can't 100 percent answer to you. But he's like, you know, most cancers are, you know, either environmental or it's diet and the way you take care of yourself and everything. And you know, I lied to myself. I'm like, yeah, you know, I wasn't I'm not I'm not a boozer. You know, what I mean, I don't, I'm not drinking all that much or, you know, um, it, it's you got to stop lying to yourself. Right. So, you know, I looked at myself in the mirror and, you know, I was two hundred and two pounds you know, 202 pounds. And I'm looking at myself, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm a slob. I'm, I'm out of shape. It's, it's, you know, how can I be the greatest version of myself? If I let myself, you know, get to this point physically, I'd let my health, you know, slip away, you know what I mean? And then, you know, I have to worry about, you know, am I, am I going to slip back into this, you know, this, uh, you know, this blood cancer that I had or whatnot. And I'm like, you know what, talking to my buddy Cam Walls and he's like, dude, we're doing this, uh, this, uh, this, this podcast he does, you know, with, he's doing with Andy Frizzella. And I'm like, I never knew the guy. He's like, you don't know who this guy is? I'm like, I don't, I don't know him. He's like, all right, watch. So I watch it and, you know, he's talking about his, his, uh, his healthcare company and, you know, his vitamins and, you know, and they start talking about the 75 hard. And I seen Ken's face get all like freaked out because, 
and I asked Ken what it was up. He's like, I don't want to do it. He goes, but I'm going to do it. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. And then I just started looking at everybody doing it. I'm like, man, Ken can do it. I'm going to do it too. And I just, you know, I mentally committed myself and I had to work out twice a day, 45 minutes a day, one, one time being outside. You have to eat a healthy diet, which means either you're prepping your meals or, you know, you got to make sure that, you know, you have someplace healthy to eat. You got to drink a gallon of water. You got to read at least 10 pages of a book. Gotta take a progress picture. Like there's all these things you have to do for 75 days. It took up a lot of time in my day, but I made time. I'm still successful, still dominating the car industry, still doing my sales training, growing that, still been able to give the same time to my family, my friends, and my charity. It's just you take a lot of the other stuff out of your day that uh, that you're wasting time. You know, I mean, getting you get up early and you just get it done, man. So stop making excuses for yourself is is uh, is the main the main mantra here. Just do it. Man, I love that. I love that. I got one question left for you. I told you I wouldn't take too much of your time because I know how busy you are. But uh, what's next for you? I mean, what what grows you into the best version of you? I know you're just talking about that and you're talking about the fitness. But uh, what's next for you? I mean, I see a ton of stuff on on online, but uh, you know, I, I want to hear from you. Well, everything's got to be for me to be the next thing. I have to have passion about it. But passion is, is great, but it kind of wears out after a while. Passion right. is, you know, it's 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 awesome, but it's it's an emotion, right? To me, I need something. I need a purpose. I know I'm very purpose driven. I'm not very doesn't have to. It's not a goal. Um, it's not, uh, you know, it's not something that just gets you pumped up. It has to really feel it inside. It's got to be your purpose. And for probably the last year or so, I mean, last two years, I mean, I've been blowing up on social media and all the car networks and auto industry and actually some in the real estate industry just because our, our industry is kind of parallel. I got a lot of real estate agents asking me about my marketing and everything, but I would get 10 minutes of death on my instant messenger. Hey, listen, do you have 10 minutes? Hey, can you answer a couple questions? Hey, this, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a really nice giving guy and I tried to you know, get back to as many people as I possibly can. But 10 minutes turns into a half hour, turns yeah. into sometimes an hour. And then it's like, man, I just lost, you know, half my day because, you know, I'm, my head's not in the game anymore. I'm, I'm more concentrating on you know, trying to help other people. And that's really what it should be about. But I needed to figure out a way to to, to scale that, right? And I, I, went to a, I went to a conference down in Orlando, you know, I went to this Hustle and Grind conference that uh, – uh, I was invited to speak at, and I'm like, yeah, you know, at first I'm like, my first answer, I don't have time. I can't do it. I can't take off. You know? <laughs> right. I can't take off, right? And then, uh, you know, my buddy Sean and Dave, they reach out to me like, listen, man, we all the car salesmen really love to have you there. It mean a lot to them. I'm like, all right, you know what? It's in Orlando. It's nice weather. I- I'll come down. You know, a couple of my friends that I- I've-, I've known on the internet are going to be there. I want to meet them. I'll come down. Well, I went down there not expecting much, just going down there and telling my story and, you know, have a good time, party a little bit, and come home. And it was nothing of the sort. I went down there and uh, I had all these people coming up to me and, you know, they really cared about, you know, what the way I was doing things. They wanted to know, they wanted to learn, they wanted to absorb, you know, all this wealth of knowledge that I've accumulated and, you know, have basically pioneered in the business over the last, you know, 20 years. And I just felt this need in people's eyes that, you know, they wanted to do things different. They didn't want to hear from, you know, all the other, you know, sales, uh, you know, their managers that have, haven't done it in 20 years or, you know, telling them what they know was the wrong way, or they were just tired of being average 
but they and they knew that they had more in them, right? And I see right. these people on Facebook and you know Instagram, but to actually meet them and go out there and talk to them and 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 feel it was was life changing to me. I'm like, you know what? I I have to try to. I'm I'm going to help this industry, right? I'm not going to try anything. I'm going to help this industry, and the only way I can do it is if I do it on a massive scale, right? If I come up with a way that I can actually train everybody on a on a massive scale and not help everybody by addition, one by one by one, it's never going to work. I'm never going to be able to help enough people. So, you know, that's where, you know, I put my head together um, with a couple people and, you know, we came up to, you know, I need to be, you know, training this and I need to be um, talking about it. And we're in the beginning stages of it, but, you know, we're going to blow it up um, pretty quickly. And, you know, my goal, my passion, my purpose um, is going to be to help an industry that that uh, really needs help and you know the way that things are changing as quickly as they're changing you know you really need to change your processes to be able to um, have the masses you know come into you and see you and want to come back and want to refer your customers and then you know stay you know constant contact with everybody on social media I mean you can actually watch what I do on social media and you'll never be able to duplicate it because you don't really see what I'm doing behind the scenes with everybody, right? You don't right, see, right. you know, how I'm, how I'm getting all these people to stay my friends. You don't see, you know, what it is that I'm doing on instant messenger, um, you know, for them. So you know, a lot of people say, well, I'll just duplicate what you do. Okay. Well, good luck. Well, you know, a lot have tried and most have failed because they don't, they don't get it. They don't understand. Well, they're so probably seeing I, what 10 to 20% of it. They're not seeing the hard work that actually goes into it behind the scenes, yeah, you know, and you know, it's funny. It's not that hard to work. It's really not. So right. I don't want to work hard. Right. People that work hard never get wealthy, okay? The people that work smart get wealthy. You know why? They win, again, by multiplication because they have 20 people working for them. They pay those 20 people 20%, and then they get to keep 80%, right? So this is how I've scaled my business. It's the same way. I've scaled like every other business owner in the world that's ever gotten rich has actually done it. I have an army I mean, people say to me all the time, there's no way in the world, I don't care, all these people in the car, there's no way in the world you can sell and deliver 100 cars yourself. You either have assistance or blah, 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 blah. I've heard, I've heard that same thing. Yeah. Right, right. So, you know, all these new managers come in, like, yo, where's all your assistance? Um, you know, you know, where's your, I heard your, like, cousin work for you? And I'm like, yeah, no, it's me. I'm the lock guy. Helps me out a lot with tags and, and gas. But you know what? There are people working for me. I have a whole army of referrals and repeat customers that send people into me all all day, right? So they're the people that employ me, and I employ them. It's a it's a very symbiotic relationship. Um, they help me out, and I help them out. So you know, I've built such a referral network by doing it and getting out in the community um, by you know taking what is that you know it's a bad word now. Transactional business. Transactional business is not bad. Transactional right. business is bad only. If you're if you're taking it as that is the only sale and that's the only thing you're going to do, if you take that transactional customer, right, and start to give them a what they want, give them the transaction, give them the numbers, give them whatever it is, earn their business, build your relationship, get them to friend you on social media, work on the relationship, the referrals, that transaction becomes a relationship, right? And that's how. So all these people that are telling you, don't talk to anybody who just wants to do transactional business. <laughs> I don't think they get it 100 percent. I mean, I guess so. If you could just deal business with just people that have relationships with you. OK, I get it. But that's just how big is everybody's circle. Right. You need to grow your circle. And the way you grow your circle is sometimes you have to take transactional business, but you have to learn. 
right? You have to have somebody be able to guide you, teach you, walk you through, show you what the right process is and how you actually can take that transaction, turn it into a sale, and then build on that relationship to get referrals, repeat business, keep that customer um, a friend, you know, keep him in the process of, you know, you're his guy. I always want to be your car guy. Everybody wants a guy for everything. I'm going to be that guy. Then that transaction only happens once. Then it's a relationship, right? So that's what everybody has to understand. They don't have to run away from transactional business. They just have to know how to make it multiplication and not addition. Here's your keys. Here's your car. Thank you so much. Please give me a good survey. Why would they do that if you didn't really give them the pickle when they asked for the pickle at the deli, right? The, dumbest, the guy made your sandwich, <laughs> right? You got your sandwich yeah. and he hands it over to you and he's, oh man, I'm sorry, can I get a pickle with that? What's the guy at the deli going to say? No, you don't get a pickle. No, man, give everybody the pickle, right? Give them all the pickle. If somebody wants a pickle, no matter when they want it, before their sandwich is ready, after their sandwich is ready, absolutely. Here's your pickle, sir. No problem. But we have to learn how to take that person that was buying a sandwich and turn them into great. That was an awesome sandwich. They're coming back and now they're bringing their family, their friends, and now they're using you for catering and everything else. They're telling everybody about this. This is where what everybody wants to call the secret sauce, right? The golden nugget. This is where it's at. So this is what everybody's not teaching you every single day. They're taking you, they're teaching you how to take that transactional customer and just sell them a car or how to over try to build a relationship with somebody from day one. You know what I mean? If you waste too much time just trying to be what I call in the friend zone, that person just ends up being a real nice person and they go down the street and guess who else gets to sell them a car? Me. Somebody, yeah, somebody else. No, somebody. Usually, usually it's me <laughs> uh, is the guy. So, you know, all, everybody's customers that leave usually end up coming to me and they, they don't get the lead because, you know, uh, NADA, I'm not super, super big on all these stats, but NADA says that a customer only visits 1.2 dealerships, you know, before they buy a car anymore. So, to me, I don't want to be the point two, right? I know I'm going to be the one, and that's how I approach everything. And it's uh, it's it's worked out to help me dominate the car business so far. Awesome, man. Well, I really, really appreciate you being on the show, and uh, yeah, it means a lot. You even asking me, I'm flattered. Like you know, somebody asked me to be on the show. I mean, I'm especially a show just starting out. I'm like, yeah, man. It's you know, it means I'm you know, somebody's thinking of me. I'm I'm great. That's that's awesome, man. Like it's it's I, I appreciate you. You know, for uh, for doing this for everybody and for uh, for having me on and you know just picking my brain for a few minutes, it uh, helps me out a lot too to hear myself talk about this stuff. Well, and I think you know too, there's just not enough shows that are out there that are number one relevant when it comes to being new and then hearing you know people tell a story. You know, I, I when I talked about starting the show, I didn't want it to be just me talking. Nothing good, you know. After a while, it gets pretty boring, and I, I wanted really great professionals on the show talking about their life and, and the things they learned with it. Because, you know, I, I think I learned more in, in our conversation today about you than maybe anything I've ever seen uh, online. So for yeah, that, I really everybody, everybody usually wants to ask me the same same old questions. You know what I mean? Rather than, you know, the the, the questions of what they should be asking. And you uh, you nailed a bunch of them, man. So you know, hopefully this helps out. You know, some of the newbies and some of the guys who are and girls that are doing it now and you know, I've been in the business for a while. So the best thing sometimes you, you can learn is how to unlearn everything that you actually learned. Trust me, I've, I've figured so that true. out the hard way. So try to unlearn a lot of stuff and you'll be better off.